Welcome to Vitalnomics, the Church Vitality Podcast, a digital arm of the Church Vitality Network. I'm your host, Gary Moritz, and joining me will be today's voices in church revitalization and renewal. This is a place to find spiritual health, active leadership, and finding legacy over longevity. No matter where you are on the revitalization journey, God is writing your story through His church. He's called you to do it. So whatever you do, don't quit. Reach out and keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. If you find this episode helpful, share it. If you have some helpful insights on revitalization, let's share them on the show. Now, let's get into today's topic. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Vitalnomics. And usually I have somebody on the show, but today I just want to talk to you and speak to you just from pastor to pastor. And today I want to talk to you about the vitality habits that that I think that, one, um, I want to share with you some of the traits that I hold to, and I also hold these traits on other people too. And so maybe that's kind of wrong in a way, but as you're leading a church revitalization, it's important to have a certain framework as you're leading things forward. And I would love to just share some of those with you, give you some things to think about. I also want to mention that if you haven't checked out already, Uh, I'm constantly releasing blogs and articles through different organizations, but specifically, I love writing through the Church Vitality Network, and it's a great, great place that is slowly building to become kind of an archive and a place where people can find answers to their questions. So if you haven't checked that out, I want to encourage you to go to the Church Vitality Network and just dig a little bit. This podcast obviously is on there also, which goes out to other platforms, but there's blog articles and other things that are going to be releasing really soon uh, to help you grow in the area of vitality. Well, once again, thanks for listening. And I want to jump into some of these habits, if you will. And what I want to call them really is the eight habits of great revitalizers, the eight habits of great revitalizers. And so again, I'm sharing with you, these are things that I really hold to strongly in my own life. And I know that this may not apply to everybody, but I want to share kind of my framework and how I think about life, how I think about revitalization. And if I can encourage you in any way, I want you to be the best that God has made you to be. All right, let's jump in here um, because we're running out of time and I want to keep this short and I want to give you something to uh, think about. All right, so the first vitality habit is the habit of maximizing my day. The habit of maximizing my day. You know, I wake up very early in the morning and it's pretty cool because I love the early mornings because one, nobody's up. Uh, My kids are still sleeping. Uh, My wife is still sleeping. The phone is not ringing. And I am literally prepared to tackle the day with a clear plan, with outcome goals, with strong clarity. There's really no wasted minutes in my day in in a sense that I plan the spaces so that I can enjoy the seasons. So not everybody does this, but for me, I want to maximize the moments for multiplication and acceleration uh, for kingdom efforts. And so maximizing my day is a big, big thing. So what I do is, as I wind down the day before, I learned this from Michael Hyatt all these years. I've been following him, and I've just watched his business explode from coming out of publishing and then launching his own thing, and I jumped right on that. 
as soon as that happened, because Michael is a huge inspiration to me personally. Although we've never hung out, we've never met. Uh, I, I believe in his resources and his resources have been incredible for me as a leader. So Michael, if you're listening, thank you. So maximizing my day means this. Before I go to sleep, everything is laid out before the day. So my clothes are laid out. My schedule is laid out. I'm reviewing what happened the day of and what's happening two, three, and four days ahead. So I kind of have a, a strong clarity of what my week is going to look like. I kind of know what I'm going to eat, believe it or not. Although I don't write those down, um, I'm always eating healthy, you know, something that's important to me. But maximizing my day means how can I get the maximum effort with the 24 hours that God has given me? So that's habit number one. Habit number two is the habit of proactive over reactive. The habit of proactive over reactive, which means I plan for things that matter most. And my real priorities dictate my schedule and my choices for life. I can plan out as far as I want to plan, but we all know that God can adjust to how he wants my life to go, and that's that's totally fine with me. But I don't react to certain things. I'm a very proactive person. I don't respond off of emotion. I look at the facts. I look at how things are laid out. I take time to think about my responses uh, before I react to anything. And I'm always proactive. I'm always literally like 15 steps ahead of the next person just because that's how my mind is wired. And so I'm always thinking very futuristic and thinking, okay, what, what's coming up? So I prepare for the things that I know are going to happen. So that's a big part of being a revitalizer, because if you're going to revitalize the church, it's okay to be in the moment, but you have got to look to the future. You have to think two, three, four, five years out. You cannot go day by day. You've got to see the bigger pictures. And what happens is in revitalization, you can get pulled down and literally be in the weeds all the time. And people that get drawn into the weeds stay in the weeds, and they cannot see the futuristic picture. And so what happens is through that, they become very reactive. And so it's important for you to turn that reactive personality into a proactive personality. So that's number two, the habit of proactive over reactive. Number three, the habit of doing the hard things the right way. The habit of doing the hard things the right way. So as I said, I solve problems slowly and methodically uh, and correctly. <laughs> so it's important for me to make sure that even though it's complicated and the situation can be really hard, I have to go slow and methodical and be correct in my decisions because I'm happy to endure personal pain to create the better solution for everybody. And so the habit of doing the hard things the right way means that you're okay with being slow. You're okay with thinking through things that you don't have to jump on the latest and greatest thing. You have a habit of doing things steady and carefully and methodically. And in the end, in the end, what's going to happen is you're going to have a better product, a better outcome towards that. You know, a great book that I encourage every leader to read is The Tortoise and the Hare. The Tortoise and the Hare. That book is all about slow. It's all about methodical. It's all about doing things correctly and not jumping off of emotion. And so 
slow and steady always wins the race. Number four is the habit of health over happiness. The habit of health over happiness. As I said, I'm a leader who loves health. I love everything about health. I wrote my doctoral dissertation on health across America, and I love the fact of being healthy. And so I strive to be healthy. I'm in the gym almost every day, although I do take my my days off when I need to uh, because that's important for muscle growth. But I'm always looking, okay, how do I build health over happiness? Yes, I want to eat Oreo cookies. Yes, I want to eat the bad stuff, but I don't because I'm always thinking, okay, what's the healthiest choice in this situation? And so when I'm always dealing with not just physical health, but when I'm dealing with the health of people, I realize that in my conversations that not everybody's healthy, not everybody's healthy emotionally and spiritually and mentally. And and I have all of that in my mind as I'm having conversations. And so what I do is, is when I approach revitalization in the church, I'm really thinking about starting every interaction with the other person in mind, like putting them first in the conversation and allowing God to speak through their circumstances to me, and then I have a listening posture for the Holy Spirit to tell me kind of what to say next and to choose my words carefully to build health into that other person. And so this is something I can unpack more later, but the reality is is that you know this trait is very important, the habit of health over happiness. So think about that. Write me. Maybe we can talk about it a little bit more. That would be fine. Number five, Number five is the habit of finishing strong. The habit of finishing strong. You know, here's the truth. When I'm tired, when I'm exhausted, I don't stop. I will have people that will tell me, look, you need to take a break. But the reality for me is I stop when things are completed. I stop when things are done. Uh, I don't cut corners. I don't take the easy way out. I work through things methodically, hard, and I really pioneer paths forward. If something it could be done differently, I really think through with a team and say, okay, how can, we, how can we do this better? How can we make this situation better? And so I value research. I value integrity. I value forward progress to really say, okay, what, what's going to matter most for everybody when this product is done? What's going to matter most for everybody? So in church revitalization, I'm thinking about the future. I'm thinking about, okay, when this is fully revitalized, what is it going to look like? What is the full-blown church or machine, (laughs) what is it going to look like with all its assimilation and people moving in and out and how are we making disciples? And I'm having all these questions, but I'm thinking about this on a broader spectrum of of how to really finish strong and, and having that mindset to finish strong. So I want to challenge you to to not quit when you're tired, not quit when things are going wrong. I want you to fight through those hard times because in the end it's going to pay off. Number six is the habit of pushing the threshold. The habit of pushing the threshold. I'm the type of person when I see something and if it's not broken, I like to break it and figure out why it's working and then take it apart and put it back together and figure out, okay, is this really working? Is this bringing out what I what I think it's going to bring out? Like my expectations really true and do I hold to those expectations? And so it's, it's important for a revitalizer to understand, to push the thresholds, 
to exceed expectations, to bring solutions, to go further than necessary. You know, my wife and I, we have a great phrase that no matter what seat we're in, we are always going to leave things better than when we find them. Always going to leave things better than when we find them. And so I give more than what is asked. I always go above and beyond, and I'm willing to do more and to push through because great leaders do better than average. And so it's important for you to realize that. So push through the thresholds because that's going to help you in every season of church revitalization. Number seven is the habit of building the fire. The habit of building the fire. See, for me, I stay focused and passionate, and I'm committed over time because I actively and intentionally encourage myself in God. And so I fuel the fire in my spirit about mission, about family, about goals. I love to put gasoline on other people's fires. I love to build on islands of strength. That's how God has wired me. I love surrounding myself with people who fuel my desire to be more and to do more. And this overall really encourages me to continue to create better leaders and to create better outcomes in the local church. And so have this mindset as a revitalizer. It's not about you. Like you're not the hero of the story Jesus is. And so too many pastors get into the seat and they either have a victim mentality or a victory mentality. And so I've just found over years, you have to be a one who builds the fire in others and and kind of put a passion underneath them as you lead. And so don't lose heart. Be that person. So build on islands of strength and put gasoline on other people's fires to make them better. Number eight is the habit of committing to the finish. The habit of committing to the finish. So don't quit. Commit. Don't quit. Commit. Finish the race that's ahead of you. Finish the task that has been given to you. Even if you have pain, be a finisher to the task and push through the pain so that other people can find pleasure. And so sometimes God will use our pain for his platform, and sometimes God will use our pain and eventually become pleasure for everybody else. And I can tell you, watching multiple building campaigns and watching the pain and then on the end of the building campaign, you actually see the victory. But in the moment, uh, you're feeling some pain, pain points. You're feeling financial pressures and, and emotional pressures. And there's, there's a lot happening there. But when you see the finish line, you run harder and you cross it. You know, when I used to run a lot, when I would just get a glimpse of knowing that the finish line was up ahead, I would actually run faster and harder and push through all the thresholds until I crossed that line. And once I crossed that line, then I could collapse. So I want to bring these to you because I really believe that these eight habits will kind of get you thinking a little bit. There's a lot more to these, but I just wanted to put these out here, get you thinking, and encourage you with these vitality habits. So there you go. The eight habits of great revitalizers. So thanks so much for listening, and I hope this talk encourages you. And don't forget to go check out the Church Vitality Network.